Today's Local Lady podcast was made possible by Wind River Pediatrics at 1005 College View Drive in Riverton. Dr. Mike Fisher has been our family pediatrician for 10 years. We are so thankful to have him available for all the minor bumps and bruises to the bigger medical issues. Thank you, Dr. Fisher, for all your hard work for our community. Hello, Riverton and Fremont County. This is Bethany Baldus with the Local Ladies Podcast, and today I am so excited to introduce you guys to one of Wyoming's newer members of the state, Lincoln Chafee. Uh, Lincoln was a Republican United States Senator from 1999 to 2007 and the Independent Governor of Rhode Island from 2011 to 2015. In 2019, Governor Chafee became a member of the Libertarian Party and moved to our great state. How are you today, Lincoln? Very good, Bethany. Good to join your show. Good. So I guess the biggest question in my mind to start off with is what brought you to Wyoming? Well, my family are outdoors people, and we love the outdoors, and what better place to enjoy uh, the natural environment than the great state of Wyoming. Have you guys gotten to do some fun things yet? We sure have. We are skiers, and we're bikers and hikers, and uh, so we moved to Jackson, and we love it. Do you guys have a lot of snow yet? Yes. Yes, it was very cold and uh, swirling snow in the last couple of days. Good. Uh, Are you uh, downhill or cross-country or both? Both. Yeah. Mostly uh, downhill, but... Uh, anything to get outdoors. Yeah, I, I haven't been for a few years. Um, I wrecked on some mud one year and it kind of like blew, kind of has gotten me a little skittish. <laughs> but you like to get outdoors too. I do like to get outdoors. I just, I, I need to get skiing. My parents took us a lot when we were kids and I just haven't been for the last few years. I want to get into snowshoeing too. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yes. So, um, so serving as an independent governor is no small achievement. Tell us how you made that happen. Well, Rhode Island's one of the first states, one of the original 13, and I'm the first uh, independent governor ever in Rhode Island's history. And uh, uh, just uh, having a good record of being a councilman and a mayor and then a U.S. senator, the people of Rhode Island, uh, made that move into the independent column and voted me in. Sure, because it's more about the representative and the person than it is the party sometimes. <laughs> yes, it was harder than I thought. And yeah. <laughs> it was also hard to govern as a independent oh. governor. The I, I really didn't have a party or a, a, a political operation that had my back, so to speak. Sure, sure. Uh, so I, there was so some then challenges I did try there. The Democratic Party for a while, and that didn't work out. So yeah. <laughs> happy. Then I looked at the Libertarian. I really didn't know much about them and exactly who I've been for all these years, fiscally responsible, and let people live their lives and uh, defend the Constitution. You have a pretty good story on Small that. Small government. Yeah. Yep, uh, yep. The, you read the platform, and there were quite a few things that yes. spoke to you. Yes, I was happy to walk down to the Teton County Board of Canvassers and Register as a libertarian. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you as a resident of the state and as a party member Thank as you. well. So, Thank you, Bethany. Good um, job uh, in your last campaign and looks, y- looks positive for the future for you. Yes, hopefully. Um, and for the party. Yeah, yes. I'm excited for the party. I think that um, we'll be able to do some really good things around the state. So, Just a couple of days ago, I was on a conference call, a virtual uh, press conference, uh, promoting uh, abolition of the death penalty. Mm -hmm. And here in Wyoming, there are a number of people that called in that were very, very conservative, uh, but believe in uh, not having the death penalty. And that's, of course, a big libertarian issue. Sure. So um, what, what were they saying about it from a conservative point of view? Uh, a lot of it was on cost, the cost of uh, people on death row. Uh, a lot of it was uh, people that are pro-life 
Mm -hmm. saying it's inconsistent if you're pro-life to then take someone's life and also small government. You don't want the government making this decision. How many innocent people have been proven on death row? Mm -hmm. And a government making that decision to take somebody's life? Right. Uh, It was very compelling testimony by uh, a number of conservative uh, uh, Wyoming uh, politicians. Sure. Mr. Th- Evans, uh, House yes. Member Evans from Cheyenne was uh, called in. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was fascinating in the last session how well that bill did. I don't, I'm sure they talked about that, but it really didn't um, get that much hang up until it went over to the Senate side, but the House yes. passed it on, yes. which was really pretty impressive. So, And the Eighth Amendment in our Constitution, cruel and unusual punishment if uh, hanging somebody or shooting somebody or <laughs> uh, okay. electrocuting them isn't cruel and unusual punishment. Even uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, uh, the intravenous that that's still cruel and unusual punishment sure. in my view. Sure. Um, kind of on a different topic. Uh, another place that you're really passionate about is the wars and kind of ending them as well. Correct. Yeah, we, uh, President Eisenhower was right about the military-industrial complex. These wars just go on and on. And I was in the Senate when the Iraq war vote came up, and I just didn't believe Saddam Hussein was a threat to the United States of America way over there in Iraq. Right, And we right. supported him in the way back in the 80s in the fight with Iran, the Sunnis. And so I was the only Republican uh, to vote against the war in Iraq. I'm very proud of that. There were no WMD. We sent our service men and women over there under false pretenses. Mm-hmm. And that makes me mad. And right. uh, Eisenhower was right. It's time to end these wars. And uh, we're operating on a authorization for the use yes. of military force that we, we voted on way back in 2001, at, right after September 11th. And for all these adventures in Syria, Yemen, Afghanistan, it's time to have a debate in Congress. What are we doing there? Yes. And the cost, Bethany. Yes. And I'm a, a, a anti-deficit person. Sure. And these two go together, anti-war and anti-deficit, because we're spending <laughs> trillions on these unjustified wars, in my opinion. I think it's so interesting when people try to use the money com- conversation that um, it's where funding comes from. It's where, like all of these things. But it's like if you spend $10 and only make $5, you're still spending $5. And so it like it's hurting so many factors on that. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but the Wyoming National Guard um, deployed six different units this year, and they um, uh, so half of our National Guard is deployed right now. It's about 300 people from wow, what I'm hearing, wow, which for overseas, f- overseas, they're, they're, for what? they're spread out everywhere. And I think it's interesting because one of the things that I think Wyoming, so as a new resident, I'll just I think one of the things we have happen in the state is our biggest export is our men. So we send our men out to work in the oil field. We send them out to work wherever. And um, then to compound that, we're now, we sit, not now, we have been for a while, but we send them overseas to be um, fighting these wars. And I just have to wonder at what point do we start putting the pressure back on Congress and stop letting it just be hidden under this false pretense of us somehow legally being able to be over there right now? Yes, we should have debate and everybody yes. talk about then the people could hear from their politicians, House members, Senate members. And allow uh, the people views. to then vote to keep that person in or not, yes. depending on how, yes. like, that's how this is supposed to work. Explain to us what we're doing there. Yes, yes. Off the air, you said your brother was in Afghanistan? Uh, he went to Kuwait in Kuwait, 2009. Right. Yeah. He was there for a year, so. And as a senator and governor, I've been able to 
go over there to Iraq and Kuwait and Afghanistan, and it just makes you wonder, what are we doing there? Sure, sure. Explain it to me. <laughs> How is this good for America? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I think it's These so unique. Servicemen and women that sure. need an explanation of what. We're doing there. I think it's how it benefits us. Yep. And it's so unique on the movement right now of bringing our troops home that it's not necessarily the citizens asking for it because I don't think they're always completely aware of what's going on over there. It's the service members who've actually been over there. So because I have never been deployed, sometimes I feel like I don't have the right to talk about it, but it's these actual wartime veterans that it's just a yes. fascinating. That's the most compelling of all. Yeah, when yeah. they say. When they say it's yeah, time to come home, there. we should be listening. Yes. yes. And 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 there, um, there's quite the polling out there that kind of says that that's – Definitely the direction. Don't listen to us. Listen to them. Yeah. They've been there. Ask, ask yeah. your wartime veterans right now what they think rather than the politicians or even me. Yeah. <laughs> so. And don't forget it all started with uh, the politicians, President Bush and Vice President Cheney. Yes. Wyoming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> saying they're WMD, um, weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. They said I'm Hussein had nothing even close. Right, they right. barely had an army. Right. Well, and if he ever did, it would have probably been from us, but <laughs> who knows? Who knows what was going on there? It's, it's, it, and I don't know if you've thought about this too, but anybody who joins as of October 13th, joins the military, has lived their entire life yes. in the yes. um, wartime time yes. that we are right now. And it's time to take a look back, and that's a good libertarian issue. Yeah, it is a good libertarian issue. <laughs> Keep us issue. out of these foreign entanglements. Yes, yes. And even George Washington, in his farewell address, way back then, said, be careful of foreign entanglements. And yes. Of course, President Eisenhower and the... When he left office, the same thing. Be careful. Of the yep. Military industrial company is getting too big, too powerful. Yep. They're making too much money off these wars. Yes, yes. Well, we make money, but it's. I think it's the individuals who are making money. It's not necessarily the country is making money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, it's interesting. I feel like it can go into such a conversation of if we stopped that, all of the things that we could be doing here as well. Yes. So. Yes, all the good things we could be doing yep. here in our own country. Yes. For all the needs we have in education, infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, so important. Yep. Social services that are necessary. Sure. So um, coming to Wyoming from Rhode Island, we'll get a little bit fluffier here. For, um, what have been some of the biggest changes that you've enjoyed in the move so far? Well, the drive here to join you in Riverton, it was about three hours, a little more than three hours, and a three-hour drive back home would be so nerve-wracking and <laughs> exhausting with traffic and trucks. And uh, uh, in this case, I just went over the pass, a gorgeous pass, mm-hmm. a bit icy uh, today with the cold weather. And and then into the valley, just absolutely spectacular, uh, stress-free driving. Uh, barely saw another car. Did you Except see any animals? I uh, yeah, saw a big herd of uh, mule deer. deer. Uh, I saw some coyotes that came through. Uh, they had found something in the field, and the, a, a pair of coyotes was chasing. So look carefully, bigger than a fox, smaller than a wolf, so it had to be a coyote. Yep, yep. A couple of coyotes. Uh, I uh, didn't see any elk or, mu- or moose, but uh, it, it was maybe so on the way back. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's the thing, and um, I feel like back east you might have to plan a little bit extra time for traffic. In Wyoming, you should always plan a little bit extra time because you never know when you're going to see a bear or <laughs> and you want to yes, stop and different. have the time to to enjoy the nature that's going on. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but on the way over, I always enjoy. You came from the wrong direction, in my opinion, but I always enjoy the different. Um, 
mountain ranges, like how different, like they're right next to each other and they're so different yes. in contrast. Yeah, if you come up to uh, Jackson through Pinedale and up from Rock Springs, the, the, the Wind River, mm-hmm. especially in the evening when the sun's yep. uh, setting And so on this the is the river. other side. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep, yep. It's just amazing. Yeah, mind-blowing. Beautiful. I, I, I think that that last year for vacation, that's what we did instead of going on a big vacation somewhere else we did day trips to the different mountain ranges oh, and it's great. just phenomenal so yeah. if you get a chance there's multiple all over the state that are worth going and seeing you can go travel all the um ski ranges <laughs> we were talking off the air and about the biggest highest peak is gannett and mm-hmm. trying to bag that yeah a, yeah they you know i'm um, not a big mountain climber but <laughs> see how hard that is well and um on that side of the county over in um lander they have a um big fat tire bike community so you can uh, go bike uh, trails and yes. stuff and they have a lot of trails over yeah, there that's so. a new thing the big fat tires yes yes so i I've, i wanted to get over there and try that too so that can be something i'm sure jackson has some as well yeah. but real low gear so you can go up the hills and yep, get into yep. the snow and mountain live. biking on the snow right. <laughs> i haven't quite gotten brave enough but it looks like a lot of fun so um, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to doing while, that, since you guys have moved here? Well, getting involved in the party is uh, new, and um, Apollo's been helping you and uh, been in touch with him, just met him for the first time today, mm-hmm. and uh, get out and about and talk about libertarian issues and learn from people what they think about uh, some of the direction we're going with the party sure. uh, and giving people, let people live their lives, but take care of the books, keep us out of foreign entanglements, uh, protect the Constitution. We talked about the Eighth Amendment, cruel and unusual right. punishment. The Tenth Amendment's about uh, smaller government. Of course, the Fourth Amendment, uh, Snowden, in my view, is a hero. Right. He pointed out the, <laughs> what the government was doing, invading our privacy, and, and that's the Fourth Amendment. Uh, so uh, I, that's going to be fun. Yeah, and it's so interesting how... Good for you. You might be the first libertarian <laughs> member of the House if you run in 2020. Yeah, we came can, lo- close we can last hope. time. Yeah, we did. We, I came really close, but... Have you announced? Are you... Um, I don't think I ever stopped running, uh, so yeah, I don't no. really think of it as a hard announcement yet. It'll come, but yeah. I think everybody kind of knows what I'm up to. <laughs> so um, I... Uh, uh, I just think that it's one of those things, and I think that you can, we talked a little bit off air on this, and I think it's something to touch on. Um, One of the most important things to me is being elected is being actual representative of the people and not just going because of whatever um, party you belong to or that kind of thing. And so we kind of talked about that, like with the independent and um, how it does allow you to have, so you may, and you can tell me like maybe, um, even though you didn't have the parties backing you, the people were still open to you, correct? Yes, it, it does free you up. Mm-hmm. Right? And especially nationally, and seeing President Trump is demanding all the Republicans just to do exactly what he wants. And mm-hmm. uh, there's not a lot of freedom then. And the Democrats, no different. Everyone sure. has to fall in line with sure. Speaker Pelosi or Majority Leader. Sure. I uh, feel like Tulsi really fits that uh, She's one that will step out. Yeah, she'll yes. step out, but I feel like she also is kind of stuck a little bit for what they want from her. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she, she'll um, step out a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more than the others. Yeah, she, she's getting her feet under her, I would feel yeah. like, right now in yes. the debates. <laughs> And your dad's a long-term libertarian we yes. were talking about. Yep, so yep. We're, I'm second generation, and it's interesting because I guess sometimes I don't understand the whole thing about parties because I've just been this for so long. I've not, I, 
I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know well, it's anything. It's time for a third party. If it's there wasn't ever a time, it's now. I don't understand. Like, the rules were given to us pretty simple with the Constitution. And yes. I, I mean, I think, you know, you sit there and they're laid out pretty simply. I don't know why we have to keep on adding and doing the... And, and we're not adhering to the Constitution. Exactly. If the Congress declares war, and uh, they haven't done that. Sure. And all this talk about Syria. Tell me when we had a vote on in the Congress on what we're doing in Syria or Yemen. Right. But we can get to Twitter and we can debate it there. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no, not I, right. know, I know, I know. <laughs> that's where we like to like talk about these things. You it's know. like you guys have the power. Like if anybody the in this country has it, yeah. <laughs> So if you had been if you were in Congress right now, how do you think you would deal with your Twitter account? <laughs> I'm not Unfortunately, I'm kind of Stone Age Bethany on all that stuff, Instagram. and uh, That would probably be better then. Like, <laughs> our foreign policy should probably not be dictated on Twitter. No, no. But I, I just think that's... I remember being in the bank one day and looking up... This was in the 2016 election. And looking up and they were had some Twitter... Uh, I'm not against Twitter, but they had some Twitter post on there. And I was like... When did this become national news? Like, it has to be interesting from your perspective, um, where you were in in the '90s, and it would have been a more press and um, probably pre 9/11 press is probably really when things started changing. Um, yeah, big. And would you moment. say that that Absolutely. was? Yeah, yeah, that was when the 24-hour ticker yes. started, and yes. um, just I guess what are some of the changes you've seen in that as far as like how the media handles things the media has just become so uh partisan uh they're, they're not uh they, it's not journalism anymore it's advocacy mm-hmm. and it, it's just gotten away from traditional journalism there's no in my view so hard to find a real journalist uh in my day is huntley brinkley and walter cronkite and you felt like they were giving you the news that night and now it's just all opinion Sure. And, and advocacy for one side or the other. And the louder it, you can be. That's a true tragedy. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and it's so hard because you don't want to ever stop the second, like you don't ever want to tell people that they can't, or sorry, First Amendment. You don't want to like no. shut you, people yes. up. But at the same time, it's like, um, what is the balance there between entertainment and yes. and news? Because yes. I do think that there's a line that's being crossed somewhere. But I do think that people are smart. Yeah. And they see through it, and yeah. uh, they see the advocacy, and they, they find out whether we're talking about social media. They'll find uh, what they think is the, the, the real uh, scoop Sco- and yep, what's yep. really happening out yep. there. They'll find it. Yes. I do think the pe- American people are smart. Well, it, I think they are the smartest. <laughs> like, I think, And I think that it all comes back to that, is that we just have to teach to, that we have the power in our votes to be able to make the change and say who should be where and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And the outsiders that happened in the last presidential election, obviously President Trump, but also Senator Sanders and that phenomenon mm-hmm. and kind of outsiders, people looking sure. uh, for something out of the system. Sure. But people definitely like to look at that election and just look at the end of it. But there was so much more to it that happened throughout. And I always felt like um, that 2016 election was really a defining moment of professional politician and not professional politician. Yeah. Yes. No matter how you feel about it, that's who those two people represented. And it was just it's interesting because I've heard rumor that she's talking about jumping back into the race. And yes. Yeah, I can't believe it. Can't <laughs> I believe it. The, 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 
ultimate establishment yeah. candidate. No, we yeah. want an outsider. Yeah, and it's just you look at it and it's like I worry about how what the damage on the country will be at that point because. No, no, she's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. No. Do you think that um, over your years, do you think that we're more split now, or do you think that's just a perception that the media is giving us? Uh, no, I, I was in the Senate t- t- during some very partisan times, but uh, uh, I think more now more than ever, which I do think opens up the conversation for a third party more than ever. Sure. Traditionally, sure. Americans have just not been open to a third party, but I, I think now... Uh, just because of the division and partisan, and we talked about the media, the mainstream media, and the advocacy uh, for one side or the other, uh, it's time for something different. And I, the libertarians have all the good issues. Yes. Uh, uh, leave people alone, let them lead their lives, <laughs> protect the Constitution, and don't give us deficits. Yep. It's kind of simple. Yeah, <laughs> and that's libertarians. It is so simple. It's Please like, don't get us <laughs> entangled in these wars. Don't give us deficits. I don't let me have live to my have, life as I see best. You don't have to have opinions on social issues because it's up to the people, not the government. <laughs> and, and the Constitution's I, a good document. Let's yeah, protect it. It turns out that... They kind of, I, I don't know how they knew what they were doing, but they were pretty impressive. Like, yes. <laughs> I think if, if only the people could sit down and read that once in a while and realize how much, um, you know, it's in the Constitution. In the Bill of Rights. In the Bill, it's yeah. all there. Like, it's all in there. It, yep. And, and uh, I was watching a video last night. Of, it was a debate, and it was a professional debate where, like, Pro against, and then they were debating on whether or not um, genetic genetics or nurture nature for parenting. It was very fascinating, and I was just watching these people go back and forth, and it was so amazing to get to listen and like actually see a debate for what it is, rather than a moderator like making it entertainment and actually like how you can learn in that fashion and yes that's um, what we need yes and i think that if we could actually have the conversations and start figuring out ways we have the, all of the social media we should yes. be able to have that kind of stuff going yes. on that we could learn how to debate again yes there's a thirst for it yes yes yeah. and just teaching people this is how you debate this is how you listen because i'm sure that you and i don't align on everything but we could have a good conversation yes. on whatever it is that we aren't and what was the issue they were talking about that got you fascinated? A genetic upbringings? And yeah, yeah, so yeah, nurture yes. versus nature. Yeah, like, yes, yes. And guess what? The government doesn't belong in it. <laughs> like, like yeah, it my 25-year-old son says the same thing. Yeah. I like to hear people debating a, com- yes. a good issue and hear yes. different sides and hear them debate it. And yes, yeah. It's, we it's, need that back. It, yeah, and I um, I remember I, no had moderator. A, I had a friend who um, lived in Jackson when I was a kid, and that was the Bush and Gore election and he sat on the other side of where I my opinions laid and I remember from the time I was 15 or 16 years old I was debating back and forth on the internet so when the 2016 election came and people got so nasty so fast like it just took me aback it's a hard place to have nastiness rather than just like sharing of ideas yeah civilized yep I uh, think about it sometimes as a uh, fish tank I don't want to be in the fish tank with all the same fish. Like, put some diversity in there so that I can grow as an individual. So, good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are? Um, I guess one of my uh, closing questions is: uh, 
what do you see? We'll, we'll expand. I usually do Riverton, but since you've only been here for a couple hours, we don't have to quite go there. But what do you see for the state of Wyoming as something um, that we can do in the future and get better? Well, their motto is the Equality State, uh, first state to allow women to vote. And uh, so the, it's a good chance for a mix of traditional conservatism and uh, some progressive ideas. I mean, that's the motto is the equality state. Um, and, of course, the native population here and all the, all the uh, issues related to those. Uh, and it's just a great opportunity for a state with the smallest population of any of the 50 states uh, to lead the way. As I said, we talked about the capital punishment issue. You mm-hmm. might think that's kind of progressive. But the conservatives were the ones on this uh, virtual press conference yes. yesterday talking yes. about why we should eliminate uh, abolish the capital punishment in Wyoming. Uh, and, of course, it's an extraction state, coal, oil, natural mm-hmm. gas. Um, and, and so all these issues of how we protect our environment and keep jobs uh, are very, very important. And Wyoming's right in the middle of all of them. Sure. The equality sure. state. Yeah. And I, I, I like it. I like it when people come here that have similar um, – ideas as us rather than coming in and trying to change us so you are very welcome to wyoming and we're so excited to have you and Thanks thank you <laughs> thank you well, so much on the west the uh i worked on the horse racetrack for seven years in the west so i have okay. a, some uh, uh not only western dealing with horses but uh, uh living here yeah well perfect. mostly in montana and then some in uh alberta canada alberta canada cool yeah working very on the horse awesome. track very awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming, Lincoln. I really My appreciate it. Good to it. meet you. It's good to meet you, too. All the best. Good luck. Thank you. Today's Local Lady podcast was made possible by Wind River Pediatrics at 1005 College View Drive in Riverton. Dr. Mike Fisher has been our family pediatrician for 10 years. We are so thankful to have him available for all the minor bumps and bruises to the bigger medical issues. Thank you, Dr. Fisher, for all your hard work for our community. Have you always wanted to better understand depression, anxiety, stress, and other mental health issues? What's challenging? What's positive? Join me, Lance Godey, a licensed professional counselor from Riverton, as I share information, discuss all areas of mental health, invite guests to talk about their work, and explore the human mind. This podcast is positively mental. This is Fremont County Commissioner Mike Jones, and I'm happy to announce that I'm joining the 10Cast Network. I hope you'll join me on my new podcast, Small Town Forecast. The show will focus on the future of all aspects of small town America, including our communities right here in Fremont County. Whether it's technology, logistics, healthcare, air travel, or many other issues, all aspects of small town America will be impacted differently than large cities. We're trying to answer the question, how do small towns in America thrive in the future? We'll have guests and expertise and insight into trends and issues that will impact rural and small towns. Like 10 Casts on Facebook or Twitter and follow podcasts on County 10. The Small Town Forecast is coming soon.